Hello and welcome to the podcast. Um, today's episode, I have Mickey Walsh. He's a father of three, a business owner and a crossfitter. Um, today's episode is really about his transition from soccer to CrossFit and how he transitioned then as well from working full-time into transitioning to creating the box in CrossFit Limabadi. So a couple of transitions and how he coped with all those. So hopefully you get a lot out of that. Um, I have a couple of affiliate advertisements just throughout the podcast. Keep your ear open for them. So without further ado, we'll get into the podcast. Jimmy, what's good happening? Morning. <laughs> how are you? Uh, Mickey, all good, sir. <laughs> um, I just want to uh, thank you very much for uh, coming out and let me do this here no with problem. you. Um, as I say, today in the podcast we have Mickey Walsh. Um, he's a crossfitter. I want to be talking about um, his transition from soccer into into CrossFit. So, um, introduce yourself, Mickey, if you can, mm-hmm. and uh, let me know. Let the people know who you are, and uh, yep. we can get started. Hey, I'm uh, Mickey Walsh. I'm from Limavady, born and bred. Um, I run CrossFit Limavady. And I have done now, this is going into our fourth year, which is scary. The time flies. Um, I'm a husband and a father of three. And that's really it, really. Not much else. Yeah, not much else, no. To keep you, uh, to yeah. keep you busy. Yeah, that's it. Um, so, I would either want to take me back to when health and fitness really started for you. What was the first thing? Like, I know you played soccer. Was that just sort of the main thing that started it off for you? Uh kind of a, I always look back on myself and just I would always say I'm kind of like a strange character and I don't mean that in a bad way it's just I've always always thought like I know I can do so much more and like if that had been for school by the way it would have probably worked out better <laughs> for me but it was always like uh, don't get me wrong I was never misbehaving in school but it just wasn't for me so like it was always a fitness thing it was always like I know I could do more like even as a child um, we used to live down in Tipperary mm. and I remember we had this like green outside our house now at the time it was huge because like you're nine and you're tiny so like it w- maybe it was no no more than maybe 10 metres long five metres wide or whatever so I used to just run around this the whole time mm-hmm. and I remember my mate saying to me come on we stop and I said I'll oh, keep going just keep going and I used to just keep running around this block just kept going and kept going and kept going so but even coming back into my teens and stuff I used to go home and uh, I'll admit this now I used to put on Britney Spears in my room close the door and I used to bang oh, out press ups sit ups I know it's. I did have her calendars as well. But <laughs> my wife found that strange when we first met, but they didn't go for a while. But uh, it was always just. I always um, thought that I could do more. There's always like more I could do. Like, it's really weird. Like, I don't think I have a potential to do anything. I never thought that I should be here. It's just I always thought I could always do more. Like everything. Like if I work hard at something, I'll get really good at it. Mm-hmm. And that's just always the way I was. So. Um, and you felt you couldn't get that through soccer then. Or <laughs> Probably the biggest the biggest turning point in this whole thing does come through a soccer sort of thing. Uh, you remember back in the Milk Cup? In the Milk Cup, obviously, it's like it's probably one of the biggest competitions in the UK, I would nearly say, for mm-hmm. a young fella, anyway. Yeah. Especially from here, because it's from here. It's based in Lamavari. Yeah. I know it's grown a wee bit bigger. But I remember we were under 14s, and this was just before... What age are you, Shimmy? Don't mind me asking. 32. 32, you're around my age. Remember, back back when I was 14, the rules changed on the date of birth. Remember now, it's like 
all the 08s and like all the 83s would play together. It wasn't your school year. Remember, it used to be your school year. Okay. So all my mates used to play. Before that changed then, um, there was a... It wasn't a county. It was a D&D dairy team in the Muck Cup. And there was a Coleraine team in the Muck Cup. Obviously, the the main one was the dairy team. They were better than us. They were better than the Coleraine. And I'm saying us at the minute, kind of giving away. But I remember going for trials for the dairy team and all my mates and stuff. They all got selected. And I was waiting, just thinking, oh, I'll get in, I'll get in. Because my manager at the time, like, he got on well. And football's a matter of opinions. Told me how good it was. And next thing, I got left out. And, like, all my mates were playing for dairy. And... I had to go and play for Korean. Didn't really know anybody. Which still played in the Mall Cup. It was great. It was a great, mm. a great achievement and a great honour for me to do it. But it, it's kind of since then, it's always like, right, you're not good enough. So the one thing you can be mm. is fitter than everybody else. You can always like you might not be the best at what you do. And I was never like people will tell you stories of me playing football. I was never great. What I mean by that is, I was like, I was never going to do Cruyff turn step overs and stuff like that. But what I knew was, if I was playing somewhere and I was marking you, mm. I would outrun you. So eventually, I will come through on the game so mm-hmm. kind of from that that was kind of the boiling point so like leads me back to why did I do push-ups and sit-ups in the room I just knew I had to do more there was more I had to do so like being left out of that team as a negative but it really has like even when things get hard now it's it's weird I was only 14 years old it didn't really mean that much mm-hmm. if you think of the grand scale of things now but it did then mm-hmm. um so it, like it just led me on to every day was an opportunity just to work that wee bit harder um do that wee bit more like what there's so many hours in the day when you go home from school. What can you be doing to fill that time? And I remember, I'll never forget, my dad comes in the room one time, <laughs> and like my dad doesn't curse, he doesn't like he doesn't drink. This this from down south, typical old fashioned man. They like, come in and you know back in the day, whenever you listen to your music and your father's like, what's that? You're like telling him what it is. So that's one response I got. So he says, what are you doing? So he was quite impressed that it was what I was doing, mm-hmm. sit ups and push ups. He says, what are you listening to? I was like telling him what it was. He goes, just closed the door and walked out. So. Like the, these kind of things always stand to me. Like the negatives turn into positives, and just uh, like the potential was there, but I, I just knew that I had to work that wee bit harder. So that kind of led into soccer as well. Obviously, then when you get that wee bit older, you're 15 and you're 16. Like all my mates and all them youth developments, it kind of changed. So like at 15 years old, well, I would have been 16. And some of my mates were were 15. It kind of leads into adult football. So I kept that really early in pre-seasons and stuff. Mm-hmm. And again, that just all led into one. Like whenever we used to do pre-season, that was probably a nightmare as a teammate, but it's all for me like what I, I put in I get out <laughs> the nightmare being um, if you were doing <laughs> shuttle runs and, yeah. and say you had done six yeah. uh, what, was, what was the story you were so telling like, me uh, say, say you're standing like and uh, your manager <laughs> tells you like, we're going to do ten of these runs like doggies whatever they are yeah. and you'll be standing like you've eight done and like my even back then and it's kind of weird how it turns around the CrossFit like he would have timed like how long it took you to run the 30 metres so say it was like whatever that was right say it will go 20 seconds 30 seconds whatever it was mm. you're like right I can't get slower so like just do it at the same time. Yeah. So you'd have done say say you said you're doing ten, you don't eat, and he's like, right, come on, we'll go over here and do this. Now you're like, whoa, whoa, we've two left, and everybody's <laughs> looking at you, giving you daggers, thinking. But that's just it was always the same. It was just people used to hate like so. You used to run off in pairs, and like uh, you have to pair up, and yeah, I'd be yeah, left, yeah, and people yeah. are like, I'm not going with him. Yeah. But I I didn't want to, I didn't do it to make anybody look bad. I just knew like this is a, an hour and a half for that's me to train so. as hard as right. I can. That's the difference yeah. in that winning and losing because. Uh, it's even like those shuttle runs they'll, they'll have a cone out people won't go that last foot uh, to get to the cone and they in turn and they're only cheating themselves yeah, yeah. so that's it's like it's it's so it's powerful whenever it's a Nathan it's already yeah. a new like I, I remember this story uh, I remember this time sorry we were doing pre-season and this like really bugs me and gets to me like so mm. and it's the same in everything if you like if you've done any training yourself and you're doing 10 shuttle runs 
the exact same distance, the exact same effort, everything else, and you'll do nine. Mm-hmm. And like you will bust yourself on nine and there'll be people that are really like at the back and you know like they're not putting it in. Yeah. 100%. On the last run, hundred percent they beat everybody. I remember this one time that happened and I swear to God I lost the bap. I was just like going crazy. And I like said to the manager, we're doing these all again. I said, see you get to the front and stay with me now <laughs> and I remember running and shouting and I'm saying what are you doing I'm older than you come on like because like to me it made no sense yeah. for nine runs to be running I wouldn't even call it running whenever yeah. you're at pre-season you're, you're meant to be pushing in like yeah. jogging at the back just taking it easy and next thing the last run you can go I just don't believe in that and I can you everybody has like if you're struggling at the back because you're not as fit as the rest that's fine yeah. but struggling yeah. at the back they say I'm just going to take this easy and I'm going to win the last run Yeah, like it's just I just don't understand it I yeah. just don't get it I never I, have. It happened again. We were doing shuttle runs as well on CrossFit, and I, I was getting the same time every yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, I think it was maybe a 300 or 400 meter run. Getting consistent times, and do you see the last one for everybody else? Last. Everybody come in, <laughs> flipping, <laughs> rocking it. And I says, why didn't you do that from the start? But, like, whatever, that's that's them. That's, that's their mentality that, and yeah. stuff too. Yeah. Um. So how long did you play soccer to? What age were you whenever you stopped and made that transition then to CrossFit? Uh... I started playing, I actually lived down in Tipperary from around, so P7, you're what, 11, 10. Um, whenever I came back up north, it was around that time, P7, and I started playing football. Yeah. Um, so when did I finish? I was around 31, 32, maybe three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, <laughs> I played something for that every week. I played football, every day mm-hmm. I played football. Like, And it wasn't that I grew out of love with it, it just, I grew out of love with what it was for me at the end. Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously, I trained a lot as well. Um, and near the later years, like, I started CrossFit at 30, so I was still playing football at 30, quite competitively. I remember I was playing for Limavati, but I was doing CrossFit as well. I never used to do it on a Saturday. That changed. I used to go and do CrossFit on a Saturday morning and play my football on the Saturday afternoon. And I remember Jeez. my manager at the time, <laughs> uh, he used to always give off to me because, like, you shouldn't be doing that in the morning. Your football's a main priority. I understood that as well. Um, but I remember this one time uh, we went away to play Banbridge. We played really well, and I got man of the match. And it was during the Open as well. So the manager kind of <laughs> knew the Open and how it worked just through me because he, he would have trained with me during the week and stuff, and we had went out to this place called Evolve in Limavati back in the day. like. And uh, I remember he came up to me and says, I'm glad you didn't do all that stuff. See, man of the match today and everything else. And he goes like, he knew the Open workout and says, when are you doing it? I says, I've done it this morning. And he was like, you... And he just couldn't believe it. And yeah. I was like, look... I know my body. I know what I can do. I know mm-hmm. what I won't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll never. I respected him enough not to put the match in jeopardy for myself. Yeah. Like again, it goes back to I know my capabilities, my capacity, my potential, and I knew I could do both. Mm. Now, if I, the a workout had been three million squats in the morning, I wasn't going to go and do this. You know what I mean? So I kind of understood how it worked. But like, you'll understand yourself. A ten-minute workout. The fitter you get. Yeah three minutes later you're fresh you're ready to go so I kind of know that as well but to the the untrained person in a way of the knowledge around this they'll be like like, you worked out for three minutes there and you're sweating that's you're not going to be ready for this match I knew it was okay Mm. so I was kind of dumbfounded the fact that I'd done it in the morning but I I just grew then where I used to be in football like the match finished on a Saturday on a Sunday I was preparing for Saturday like I don't drink I don't smoke mm-hmm. like I never eat out I eat proper stuff for the whole time and we'll get into that in yeah we will <laughs> uh, so like I was preparing all week for a match on a Saturday yet abuse is a strong word it's not it's just like negative 
comments about you're doing too much mm. every week and then like you're sitting down in the change room and you sit beside a person who tells you that they're just back in from night out drinking at seven o'clock in the morning haven't been to bed mm-hmm. and they're playing mm-hmm. and that's acceptable and i grew to the point where do you know what this just isn't for me anymore mm. um like i'm putting my body on the line as such uh, every week and i just don't want to do that anymore um i know like there's there's these you're ridiculous stories out there about crossfit about injuries like I get injured more playing football than I did ever doing mm. CrossFit because it's like that whole turning to somebody else is what you do in football. Like you, I'm I'm watching you and I'm going where you're going, so I'm not really. Whereas CrossFit is one dimensional. You do you know exactly what you're going to do, mm-hmm. how many times you're going to do it, and what the movements are going to be. But um, I do, I was just kind of getting to the stage where, t- like touch wood in football, I was never really injured anyway. But it's just like you know what? What, what am I doing this for? Right. Like I, I, every year I do the same thing, and the people that are normally sitting beside you that have been out on the night out when it came to pre-season they weren't there mm. and and but they still play every week and you still get it in the neck about training and everything else and i was just falling out of love for what locally the f- football has become it's mm. just not my scene anymore and that's kind of where it led me to this uh, so it was more or less for your own self but yeah. like from listening to you you were playing an amateur sport mm-hmm. at a professional level yeah basically yeah that's it like you know like Lim Valley Night was my local team. I played for Mule and Tobermore as well, which is quite a high level. Like it's, it's Irish League, it's the championship and stuff, but mm. like, I have a mindset where, to me, it's Premier League. That's, that's just the way it is. Like, yeah. it's, it's football. Like, if you play football, no matter what standard it is, mm. that's your standard. That's where you are. Yeah. Like, it's okay. It's, it's, it's the best that you can be. You could be better, but yeah. it's just the way it is. So moving from cr- uh, that soccer to CrossFit, was it na- did it feel natural to you that you were able to push more and give more in this CrossFit? Like, did it all... How how was that transition? There was just once you left soccer, was it like a weight lifted off your shoulder, and you were able, you were kind of like free to do it, or it's, what yeah, was it? It's kind of kind of weird at the time. Um, I felt that I was missing so much from CrossFit. The reason being is like I was training up in Derry at the time. Mm. Like all my coaches now, like Luke and Graham and everything else, and Stephen, every they're all still there and. You kind of felt you're missing the Saturday because that was the day they seemed to do everything. Like yes. it was the day, like they train for four hours. You're going, that's class. Like even being married with kids, when I go to football, you're away a full day. So that's a strain on your wife or the kids at home. So yes. when you get home, it's like, huh, yeah, now. Like say you wanted to go, <laughs> I'm gonna go down here to the show. I was like, you're going away again. Whereas like I could go to CrossFit for three hours. Yeah, have like do stuff that's like in my head at the time. This is like unreal training for three hours and be still back in half the time as I was away playing football mm. you know so that transition was kind of there not that it was about that but it, I just felt that I was missing so much again mm-hmm. it goes back to that potential thing I just felt as if like like even when I trained in Derry just as a member starting off like I was always I look on it now when I coach people and you're going like I must have been so annoying because I was like I, I could do more like Graham could I do this can I do that can I train here with these guys or everything it's, it's kind of like then he was kind of saying just do what you're doing keep doing it keep doing it and everything yeah. else so um you always want more but that's kind of the main thing was like being free on a saturday to do these things was great that was kind of the main thing yeah awesome um then can you talk about your training right now like is it is it specifically just crossfit or are you like are you doing strength cycles or what sort of conditioning are you doing or like talk a wee bit more about your training here now let me know an insight of uh, how you can get so good at crossfit uh <laughs> yeah like uh, strange for me um like i don't know how it comes across what it looks like i actually had this conversation i was training up in uh, belfast there during the week and mm. we were doing this thing and I don't know what just came up and it says like obviously on my gravestone will be there's Mickey Walsh he worked hard 
Yes. And that's kind of like yes. it's just like I would never see and I never say myself as being good. I just wake up every day and literally just give it a hundred percent. Yes, like it is. It's I'll, I'll get. I'll tell you. Like you wake up in the morning. There's things you can't do. Like I remember going last year to a competition in London and. Um, this dreaded ramp came out for the handstand walk. Like I'm no regionals athlete. I've never been to regionals, but like yeah. I've never done it before. I've never even been on it. I can handstand walk all day. Yeah. But like I was like, that'll be all right. So I remember landing over in the warm up area and sitting beside this guy saying, Oh, what do you think of this ramp? And he goes, Ah, it's fine, I done it at regionals. I'm like, Oh he's okay. Oh shit. So I remember going out and I got over it the first time, but you had to go back. I couldn't get back. Like I, right. I couldn't do it. So I was actually winning the work at that time as well and I was like, Look at me, whatever and like I bought a ramp that week. I come back and like I do it now, no problem. So like my training now is kind of just every day. It's just a, an opportunity to do stuff that I have never dreamt that I would ever be able to do. Mm-hmm. I don't dwell on it too much if I can't do it, but I'll but try my damnedest to get it. Like, uh, oh, like yeah. whatever that is, you yeah. know. So like strength cycle. At the minute, I'm kind of still an open mind because I'm in the online qualifiers next week, and that's kind of hard because the open is tough. When I may say it's tough, it's not tough. Well, it is tough physically, but it's five weeks of like head looking at, right, what am I doing? Mm. Every week, it's like, what's going to be this week? And mm. then that stops. And now it's like, it's stopped. Now it must be five weeks it's stopped. And now it's like, what am I going to do next week? Like, if, if this all build up, like, I need to cover all these things to keep going. So, training wise, now, strength cycles and stuff I'm not doing, it's just keeping fit, keeping on top of things and staying injury free. And that's the main thing that I've learned. Like, I, I always say I would love to start a cross when I was 20. But then when I look at me, at 20 it's probably a good thing as well because I would probably be absolutely riddled now with um, just everything because I didn't understand then what I do now and what I mean by that is I would have trained maybe 8 hours 9 hours a day back then mm-hmm. wouldn't it and just kept going and going and going whereas mm-hmm. now I understand where maybe I have a wee niggle or I need to eat more I need to recover better so maybe today like for instance if I have like something supposed to be really really high volume I'll drop it down a note or just maybe not do it and just leave it because at the end of the day I'm getting older now so I understand that it just can't happen yeah so that's kind of how how would the difference would be for me uh, you kind of look back in the day before and kind of say right that was a heavy day we're going to kind of maybe go lighter the day and, and kind of mm. work it, it there's no real it's not that structured like that would to me would be more crossfit just constantly varied and yeah. stuff yeah, yeah for, for me for me like it's um, I'm, I'm very lucky because uh, like I don't know high volume is how i train like i do stuff mm. the whole time and like I people tell me like the whole like how are you not broken and i understand people saying that to me but i suppose that's just what they see on the gram as we say it's that's what like they see me mm. working out and stuff what mm. they don't see is like i don't drink when i'm not in the gym i'm at home mm-hmm. my downtime's the cinema which i'm going to today by the way we'll talk about it avengers but yes 100 percent. before <laughs> the spoilers come out but uh like i eat sleep and breathe this yes. like what i mean by that is like it's really easy to do that and 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 i think the people that say these things to me don't really understand that like what i put in so like and what i mean by that is and i don't put in any more than anybody else but again it goes back to understanding how this works so like i'm luckily injury free but i had this thing in my shoulder where it wasn't sore but my favorite movements handstand push-ups and like my right arm is like all day I just kept feeling this left arm was going dead. This is like going dead. Before, like I was maybe doing mm. a lot of reps. Mm. It's like, there's something not right. So like I go and see a physio now once a week in Belfast who helps me out. My wife rubs me like twice a week. Um, she, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, I'm lucky there too. We're actually her best here. Like, so, so, uh, but, She's um, not on it. 
<laughs> she's not there. Uh, so like everything I had to do to make this better before it became an injury yeah. is there. Like so the yeah. things you don't see, like the rehab that goes on and mm. that sort of stuff, and like it's just kind of eating. Like I, I see these people that say these things to me, like how how are you not broken and they're eating pizzas, they're drinking at the weekend, yeah, 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 and I'm like. Yeah, yeah. That's how, like, and yeah, I, and I yeah. don't mean that in a bad way. That yeah. everybody's life is their life, and I would never say anybody has a bad life uh-huh. compared to mine. Uh-huh. It's just not my thing. It's just not yeah. how I roll. And yeah. like, I remember this one conversation uh, I had with Stephen Duffy and Derry, and he was like, uh, "You need to take a pint of Guinness." Hey, <laughs> and I, I literally threw around him and said, I, "I swear to God, there's nothing in my head will be worse than me sitting here now having a pint of Guinness. I yeah. just couldn't do it." Yeah, you know, and it's just like. It's just how, like, my recovery is my eating. Yeah. Like, everything just evolves around my training. Because, like, I'm 35 years old. I will not be able to do this forever. I will do CrossFit forever. Yeah. I'll not be competitive forever. Like, yeah. I know that. Yeah. So, like, I have to put everything into how I recover. Like, I train four, yeah. five, six hours every single day. Like, today's, like, a recovery session. I'll do that. But, like, I'll sleep. Like, yeah, I, I yeah, get up yeah. this morning at half four. And, like people say to me oh when do you go to bed see at night time like I call night time 6 o'clock in the evening mm. see if I'm sitting on the sofa and I feel tired I will go to bed mm-hmm. I normally say to the kids look turn that TV off when you're done I'm going to bed if mm. they don't, especially when they're off on school holidays because it's hard mm. to get them to go to bed early when they mm-hmm. say to you like 11 o'clock early mm-hmm. you know what they're like but uh, like it's just all revolves around like right. it's just everything revolves so around this the nutrition side of things um, like uh, obviously, CrossFit had, has like the zone diet, and they, mm-hmm. they, they use Dr. Barry Sears' kind of model. Yeah. Um, is that something you follow, or do you kind of do you do something else? I I used to follow Zone. Um, yeah. I actually work now with PH Nutrition. So um, the reason being is like my nutrition's always been really good. Yeah. Um, now, when I say always been really good, I will say since I started CrossFit, so understanding that yeah. like a car. The food is the fuel that you yeah. will go with. So, yeah. like, understanding that. And, like, coming from a football background as well, and, like, I used to look back at my time when I ride on all this training pre-season and talk about I used to think I was a tank. <laughs> and, like, there was more meat on a butcher's apron than there wasn't me, like, honestly. But um, just because I didn't know how to fuel myself for this sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, So, like, now the difference being is, like, you know, eat your vegetables, mm. your carbs, your meats, everything else. And, like, I'm quite lucky in a way where... Well, you can call this a couple of things. I, I done zone before for a week and I lost five kilos. Like literally just leaned out so fast. Mm. And like you know yourself, like you know, so my wife tells me, uh, I look really big in here. She says to me, but yeah. when you go to a competition, you're tiny. Them other boys are massive. And mm. I'm going, thanks. So like I'm, I'm, I am small. So I'm only 75 kilo. I've tried to put on weight. Like I've tried eating a normal diet and like adding like three to four portions of porridge every day for like three months and I didn't gain a kilo. I didn't gain any weight. So like it was kind of the understanding of right, this is who you are but you need to make sure that you don't lose. You need to maintain. So like if you're burning three, four thousand calories every day, it's not a fact that if you put that back in again but you just need to find the amount of calories you eat every single day Mm. including rest days that you're not losing anything. And that's the kind of difference. The zone diet is absolutely brilliant in Mm. a way of I eating your proportion yeah but then you've got to look at as well right your proportion this is based on a medium meal but not all medium meals are the same and what i mean by that is so say me and you are medium meals and you train crossfit eight hours a day mm. and i exercise for half an hour a day then we need to look at right yes we're medium meals but shimmy you're burning right. like serious amount of calories here yeah, yeah yeah and again it looks at that you know the zone diet looks at whenever they get too lean you're up on the fats and everything else mm-hmm. and it looks all into that but for mm-hmm. me it was just a matter of maintaining what i have and not losing anything so it's just keeping the calories keeping my food really really good but like 
with the nutrition company I signed up to is basically with the coach I have. She's like, when you get hungry, eat. Simple. I don't care. Like the things I would tell you to eat, I would never tell anybody else to eat. So like a bad oats bar. Mm. If you're coaching at work and you're hungry, eat a bad oats bar. I would never tell that to somebody because they're full of sugars is what she's telling me. But because of what I'm trying to achieve at the minute, th- then this is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, when that when the competitive side of CrossFit goes away, zone diet 100%, my meals will be all zone. Now, yeah, I might have an odd wee snack here and there, but if you keep your meals all like that, because I'm not worried about losing or gaining, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. looking to maintain, mm-hmm. then that's, that's what I would follow. So the main thing for me for the nutrition side is understanding what you eat, what it does, and why it does what it does. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where it changed since I started CrossFit, really. Uh, and many times you train in a day? Uh, norm- normally I would do like an AM session um, and then depending like if I'm on mornings or after 10 o'clock class I just finish off so just however long that takes so normally two sessions a day um, ideally I would love to do three but my life just can't <laughs> let me do three or I'd be divorced what, so doesn't the <laughs> what, uh, what sort of length are you talking are you just huh? doing the cross, the, like the, the same CrossFit classes here or are yeah, you no, so I, I've, uh, I was on JST programming for a long time mm-hmm. um and I do do the odd class here. The reason the reason I don't do the class programming as my programming is because I do the class program myself. And I do believe that for where I want to be at the minute, you need somebody to be looking into your game and saying, right, yeah. you're really bad at this, so you need to be doing more of this. Mm-hmm. Or you need somebody to look over everything you think might be good. It's not really that good. So yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. Like I, I, I think about all our members, like our CrossFit members, and I look on a daily like daily basis weekly basis monthly basis programming what does my members really struggle with and mm-hmm. then i try and work that all around them so like i have that as a focus for mm-hmm. programming whereas somebody else takes care of what i do so i wake up in the morning i know what i'm doing that week i don't have to think about it get it done then it's kind of there so uh, m mcquade programs me at the minute so like my am session would be a run swim machines just yeah, yeah. cardio base yeah, really yeah yeah no i like that. and that's that accountability yeah yeah. Because as you say, if you didn't have that, someone looking over your shoulder saying, well, why are you not doing that? That's something that you're weak at. So that's it. no, that, that's 100% yeah. what coaching is all about. Yeah, that's a, a, coach, like a good coach should have a good coach as yeah. well. Well, that's, you know, and this is the thing. Nobody's ever too good to be coached. Mm. You look at the, all the top professionals in all sports, they have a coach. They have somebody yeah. with them that's telling them that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. You know, all sports. So And when did you start that new program? And then Emma, I've only started just after the Open. Um, and kind of... It's nothing to do with the JST side of things. It's more the individuality of it. More like she's an hour up the road. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I can go there to her an yes. hour. And she's there. And she's really, really... like I would see her now as a good friend in CrossFit mm. as well. Mm. Um, but she doesn't beat around the bush as well. Um, so, like, last week it was up on Saturday morning. And we were doing the wee Saturday morning sweat before the for her session and stuff. And she was like... Uh, so it was a machine. So I was like, oh, we'll just alternate machines. I'll use yours and... Swap it around, and she's like, "No, you're li- you're lifting a salt bike." I said, like, "All right." And then, will I use your one? Then she's "No, you'll use your salt bike. Your weakness is an assault bike. You'll use an assault bike." I was like, "Oh, great!" So, just stuff like that, where you don't beat her in the bush. It is uh, what it is, you know. So, and like, what an athlete herself as well. So, yeah, she's where she's been the regional. She, she's going to the games this year as well too. Like, so it's pretty awesome. Like, so, yes. like if you can't listen to them, them type of people of athletes and mm-hmm. who've been there, done it, grinded. Uh, you know and even listen to her story like starting it what four or five years ago mm-hmm. couldn't do uh pull-ups and yeah wow she's a great motocross or something like yeah, that she's still, <laughs> she's still like i always speak to her about this like she still does yeah. she can't know obviously with the games but i'm like she has a few sponsors and she gets to yeah. regionals i remember like she was doing regionals last year and i think two weeks before regionals she was doing like a quad bike really like <laughs> what 
Really? Yeah. Like, you ever watch them? They're like <laughs> mental. Like, I even uh, just seeing them going in the air, I'm going, wow. Uh, it's insane. But, yeah, she, and like, she beats all the men. Like, she's the best. Yeah. One of the best in the UK at it. Uh, and could make probably a career of it, but just CrossFit's there at the minute, I suppose. So. Uh, and uh, could could you say, are you are you full-time with this here? Like, is this, like, I are you, you, like, you're... I struggle to say this, but I, yes, I'm a f- I would be a full-time athlete, I would cross it as, but... Um, why I struggle to say it is because it's really, really hard, like to look at yourself and call yourself an athlete. I just think it's like, don't big yourself up. If somebody wants to call you mm. an athlete, you're an athlete. So, I would say the easiest way for me to put it is, I suppose it's hard to say you're full time at it unless you're making money. I make no money at doing yeah, CrossFit, yes. but I'm a full time CrossFitter. Yes, that's the way I would look at it. Yeah. Um, I coach the classes here. Me and Andy share it. We've only got a few new coaches there now, which is great. Mm. But uh, for PTs and coaching, I'd be a full time uh, CrossFitter. You're in, you're in CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Okay. Um, I'm going to take a wee second. We're going to take a wee break, and we're going to come back at it in a few seconds. Cool. take this opportunity to get a shout out to sparta performance gear their website they pride themselves on personalizing your gym gear uh promoting your box all right and all the gear that you wear so i quite like the tri-band t-shirts um which pretty light whenever you're working out and uh, they actually are quite uh fashionable and some really nice colors in them I also have the army tactical backpack which use that i'm using for my own gym gear uh, which is personalized also. And to come on the catalog very soon, I hear that there are sandbags for training, which is another great tool for your arsenal in your home gym or in your box as well. So check out spartaperformancegear.com and see if you, if you like anything there. Thank you. What I want, what we touched on just before we left was um, the business and um, the coaches mm-hmm. and where you're at with that. So, yeah. obviously, I knew you from back in the day. Where mm-hmm. I hope you don't mind, but the call no, center no, and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, the call center one. That people always like, oh, it's probably one of the biggest highlights of my life. Yeah, the reason being is like. Uh, and this this brings me back to like even calling myself an athlete and like I don't see myself as like a cocky person at all. No, you're not. So right. like I remember working in construction, I was doing dry line, and I love that because you're in a different place every day, but you're doing two and three days a week, and you're chasing some man for your money. Mm. And I remember going home to Tully one time, and I was like, uh, "Do you know what? I just want to get a job." I remember there's this guy in Lamavari whose brother worked in First Source at the time, in call center, and he's like, "I can get you a job, man." It's like Monday to Friday, and I was like. And when do you get paid? Because <laughs> back then you're always thinking of a full time job because it was so hard to get. It was like commission based, or and yeah, he was like, yeah, "Oh, you get paid yeah. every month." I was like, "What do you get paid for?" He says, "You get paid for your hours." I said, "So if you work forty hours, you get paid forty hours." Like I was always like, yeah, "He says, oh, no, it's a proper job." Like yeah, con- yeah. I says, "A contract." Oh, I was contract and stuff. Yeah, I said, "I've not heard this before." So he got me his form, <laughs> I filled it in, went for it, and got the job. Like, I think I was getting paid to do what I'm doing now. I was talking to people on the phone, and people yeah. hated this. Yeah. I was like, "This is the easiest job in the world. Uh, you're in the heat. Yeah, yeah, Sky yeah. Sports was on the yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah. You're sitting there for eight hours yeah. a day, and you're talking to people from all around the UK and Ireland. You're yeah. going, "How is this hard?" Yeah. And you get paid in the bank every month. Uh, I said, "I'll show you hard." I says, "Go out and do like a church in dry line and finish it. Be owed five grand. Land the Belfast." And the boy says, "You're not giving you any money. Yeah. That's hard." Yeah. So I was like, "This is easy." Yeah. So, like, the call centre brought me into this as well. So, um, I was in the call centre for about four or five months. The gift of the gab. Again, 
what happens in a call center they look at the whole environment and they say you get promotions within that's a good thing about a call center if you look at the people that run the call center you'll mm. they'll pr- you'll probably see it they started on the phones they make a mm-hmm. career of it mm-hmm. so um you get promoted to manager did you yeah so Quite like soon? five or six months into the job there was a training job come up and i went for it and i got it I was like, whoa, this is unbelievable. And like, th- the only reason you get to go for these jobs is if your scores are good. So like, <laughs> funny story was, I remember being on the phones and you used to get money for commission. So like, if you sell people like Sky Sports or get them to take out an extra box or whatever else. And yeah. uh, there was this deal, right, where... Hustling. Yeah, oh, yeah, hustling. like all the time, <laughs> all the time. And I was always just looking and say, right, how can I make an extra buck? Like I used to make like £180 every month on upgrades. And people were like, how are you doing this? So like, but people didn't realise that so full sky package is expensive. So mm. say it's eighty pounds, right? Mm. The way this deal worked is if you could take out a new box, which basically had a box ready, like multi room, you get it for half price, and it would cut your cost down to only forty pound a month. It's like you're saving, you're half in their yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> subscription, and you're yeah. giving them an extra box. So yeah. I used to do this for everybody. Yeah. It's like they'd be ringing me up saying my remote's not working, and I'd be looking at their account and I'd be saying, right, they've got the full package here. The remote's not working. I'm going to fix this problem. This guy's gonna take an upgrade. I'm gonna see him. Everybody used to take it. Like they wouldn't ring me for an upgrade. Yeah. They were ringing me to fix a remote. Yeah, I used to do this for everybody. So like you got the pro- uh, got to go for these jobs based on your scores and how well you done your job and stuff. So I got the job anyway, and it kind of blinks in the cross it really well because all you used to do is stand in front of sixteen people, and you used to train them on how to do the job. What is CrossFit coaching? Mm-hmm. You basically mm-hmm. train them how to do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So it really set me up well, and that's why I say it's the biggest highlight and maker of my life because it has actually path that like paved the way for me to do what i'm doing now like every day i stand in front of 16 people and like say you're working through snatch bench back squat mm-hmm. you're training the people how to do it and that's exactly what done every day able to break it down as well yeah. into small parts so that they can digest it and, mm. and take it in and mm. then do it themselves basically yeah. um that's uh, so I'm I, that's where I never I first saw you oh, yeah. and you're only a wee fart then <laughs> like you weren't the still a wee fart <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then um, you so the transition then the, the CrossFit business like you you sort of double dabbled in it yeah. and sort of left your job slowly mm. can you tell me more about that so like as I say working in the call centre I found CrossFit then um around 30 years old so i was in the call center just before that i think i started in the call center i'm gonna guess it was around 28 i can't actually remember yeah um but then i started training in crossfit dairy and i was in well first of all i was training in evolve first that was a local place in limavati now it's kind of where all the the bad vibes with crossfit comes we were doing crossfit and not a crossfit box we knew affiliation and we had a clue what we were doing so like <laughs> if anybody was looking at us probably going Look at them boys doing CrossFit. CrossFit's bad. So it probably was us, to be honest. But like our CrossFit days back then was handstand push-ups, pull-ups, push-ups, sit-ups. Toes to bar, uh, bar, all that sort of <laughs> stuff. There was no, like, box jumps, burpees. We didn't really have a barbell. So we like, weren't doing any snatches and mm. cleaning jerks and stuff. So mm. kettlebell swings and all that sort of stuff. So um, it was about, like, my business partner, Andy Chapman, he was then... He was in New Zealand as well, and he'd done CrossFit before, and he was like, look, this is really good, and you should give it a go. So Derry was the closest place. Um, so then I started going to Derry. I would, I would have been 30 years old then. That's the first time I went to a CrossFit box and the first time I've done CrossFit officially. So I used to do that at half five in the morning, head to work. I never started CrossFit. As they say, I'm going to open a gym. I'm going to yeah, call across yeah. that. It was never no, even... Just even then, actually. it wasn't even a thought, to be honest. Mm. It was never even a thought. Mm. Um, working away, got a new job in Converges in Derry, which was another call centre. I was a trainer there as well. 
um just working away and like anybody that knows me i don't stress nothing really bothers me like and it goes back to the whole i'm not a proud man like i'm proud but i'm not like i don't have that pride to say i can't do this anymore Mm. like if in here doesn't work i'll go get a job in a call center it doesn't bother me it's Mm -hmm. just the way things are i'll Mm -hmm. bring the bread in i'll Mm -hmm. do what i have to do to get by Mm -hmm. so like this kind of came about um a few things happened when i was doing crossfit and like these are long stories and i wouldn't bring the people up because i don't want to but um a bit of negativity came around me when i made my first competition with some of the people i used to train with who didn't see this as a good thing and i didn't mention them and my story and this was crazy going on so um this kind of led me and andy to say like do you know what crossfit and limavari would be unbelievable like mm. it would be something that like from what graham gave me and Derry from the crossfit side of things uh, like i've trained in limavari and i think there's nowhere does that there, there's nowhere has that mm-hmm. community yeah real effect on people and like you know what i'm talking about and like I, i'm not this in other gyms or i never would and i'll never say anything bad about anywhere else like i'll be confident in what we do but i just like looked at what graham was doing in Derry and thought to myself there is nowhere in limavari that does that um and what I mean by that is that the personalization, like, and, you know, you get in the dairy and say you're doing back squat, like, Graham will know what your back squat is. Like, you see this guy for an hour a day, you may be back squat once a week. That's crazy. That's, like, special. It's a special thing to have in a community or you're, you're lying absolutely dying in a workout. You're doing burpees and somebody standing beside you saying, come on, you can finish off. And, like, that's, mm-hmm. like, normally you go to, like, a boot camp and you do your thing. Well done, guys. See you next week. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you leave mm-hmm. and there's no... Like, how many reps did you get? Like, yeah. you know, what did you lift there? And, you know, high five and all this sort of thing. It's it's just, it's really, really, really hard to explain to somebody that hasn't done it before. Like, mm-hmm. I know it's easy for me to talk about who's done it. But I was just like, do you know what? Limavari doesn't have this. And Andy would be very, anybody that knows Andy and has him on social media will know he's very out there. He's very, <laughs> he says a lot of things. And he was like, we should open a gym, man. And I was like, aye, it's a good idea. And um, so, like, I, I, don't, I don't really talk that much that way it's like if it's gonna happen i'll just, just yeah, do it yeah, like so happen, yeah. I, i'll never forget it he was like we'll go around and uh we'll get the wives together and we'll have a talk about this and this was in november 2015 yeah. uh-huh. so it kind of like this is what is my 35 was 32 then was it around 32 yeah 32 hmm. i think 31 32 i can't remember well this is the fourth year so it was four years ago about mm-hmm. 31 so um i remember going around with this big stupid big yellow sheet of paper and I remember he was on the floor and he was writing down the pros and cons, right? So just, obviously Limavati is a small town. This has got out that we were doing this. And one of the local guys in the local gym had contacted myself and Andy just to say he wanted to have a chat with us. So this is kind of where the yellow paper came in. And he wanted to basically offer us what he had for us to take it on and everything else. And mm. it's kind of weird because, again, I work in a call center, like no real gym experience as such that way. So then we had to go and like we, we were talking then about opening up on our own. So we had to go then and the pros and cons was like, take this on, open up on our own. And like, I sat there for the conversation with the fellow who, who I like, I get on with and there's no bad blood there at all. It's just uh, like, as soon as I sat down and he started talking, not in a bad way, I'm pretty headstrong. I, I thought even, I just, even before I went for me, it was like, it's not happening. Okay. It's just not, I'm not doing it. Okay. But, and they'd be very much, oh, we need to go, and you know, which is fine as well. That's that's why we work well together because he's the complete opposite to me in yeah. the way he thinks and like the stress levels, we'll say. And so, like, I knew it wasn't going to happen. So, 
after the conversation, back then, it's this big yellow stupid sheet of paper, and it was the pros and cons of this person, and I was like, look, that's not happening. Just scrap that. Let's do your own thing. Yeah. Let's put down what we need to do. So that was in November, and all this sheet of paper was wrote out, and I was like, right, let's do it then. Ah, oh, right, no, right, we need to do it. So I left that night, and the next morning, I says, the gym's happening. It's definitely happened in 2016, January the 1st. This was November. This is like a month and a half away. So we had knew about a place over in Lima Valley that was up for rent, and I was working at the time as well still, so we had to go during the day, so I had to get out of work, go and see it. And another guy who owns a gym in Derry actually contacts us to say he would do it as his like franchise. So again, like we we arranged the well, I didn't. Andy arranged the meeting, and it wasn't happening. These like, are really different distractions. Yeah, just yeah. It's just for me, it wasn't happening. Like yeah, I, yeah. It's more more from Andy's side. It's more of a worry thing. Um, it's like a have the blanket around where we have somebody in that's maybe successful mm, yeah, and it'll yeah, work. Yeah. I was like, just have the confidence in yes, what you do. Yes, it'll work. Yes. Like you just have confidence. So like you came met and it didn't happen, but the place we went to meet him in, I'll never forget. I was told it was it was far too small. We couldn't do it. Everybody else, blah blah blah. So again, it's more fire to fire to me. And mm. so we took the place on. That was say a Wednesday, and we agreed to get one month's free rent for the December, but we couldn't get into the first of December, and like. There's actually pictures of us if you go back on our Facebook page. Like my young boy always slags me off because I'm wearing baggies. The tracks bottoms where young boys like their skinny jeans and stuff now. Yeah. But like I'm carrying paint. Like I used to go to work in the morning, come back from work at five o'clock, straight over there painting all night, maybe ten or eleven back mm-hmm. to work. This yeah. went on for a month. We done this. Our families come in. Like I remember Andy's mother bringing this big slow cooker pot. We full the stuff. We ate in there. We nearly slept in there just to get it ready. Mm-hmm. So like a couple of weeks out, we advertised it in the December and literally like that sounds absolutely crazy so basically what went into the planning was a sheet of big yellow sheet of paper <laughs> and a month and a half and it was just like bang <laughs> and like i have a lot to owe for the people that have inspired me in a way like and i'll bring graham into that as well and i still have regular conversations with him just for yeah. what he opened my eyes to crossfit is i've never had that like whoa this is amazing this is like yeah. the best thing i have ever experienced so like to bring that into the mavati was the goal Four years later, and we're yeah. still kind of here. He's like still very passionate about it. Oh, really he's like for the guy to be on it that long, and um, like anybody that knows Graham, and like it's it's really strange because I I feel as if I know him really well, mm. and like even if you look at Graham and look at the way you know him, he doesn't talk much. Like he won't say much to you. Uh, so like even when like you he bring him, uh, he like he, he knows what he's talking about. Uh, it's kind of, and this is in a non bad way. He's like studying everything, yeah. like every detail. Yeah. He's just like sitting back. And he's watching, and then he'll just say something, yeah. and I'll be like, "Ah, oh, you're right," yeah. you know. So, um, as I say, I owe a lot to him for the experience he gave me up there, and just, and that's the kind of other side of CrossFit that people don't understand as well. Mm. Normally, when you open a gym, it's like, "Oh, I can't talk that gym because I go to this gym." And CrossFit, so da- like that man helped me so much at the mm. start as well. Like they say, we need this and talk to this guy; he's uh, good. And what? you wouldn't get that from a normal, regular gym. You don't yes. get that. It's like competition. It's not competition. Yeah. You see, it's not. It's like help them build, and yeah. you know. It's kind of the difference. So you from November. So how did you advertise them? Were you just on Facebook? And Facebook, stuff and then yeah. That's that's kind of Facebook was the main one. Um, and this is again, when I look back on when we started, the amount of people that told me I'm gonna join your gym who are like close people, friends, have yeah, never came. I never came. And then yeah, the people yeah, you yeah, get, yeah. you're like, oh, where are you from? Oh, Lombardy. Yeah. Long lived here my whole life. Yeah. Like, how did I not know you? Yeah. And you know, and that's kind of surreal as well because, like. 
how, how do people see like Facebook has so much power for people that you don't mm-hmm. even know exist and mm-hmm. they live in your own town and like mm-hmm. Lemon Valley's tiny so mm-hmm. like that kind of way it's just like Facebook and we did a flyers I think at the start but it was mainly Facebook to be honest that was the yeah. main the main and what, what did you start many people did you start with then uh, in the first couple of weeks we ran so obviously the CrossFit side of things it takes like a few months to get the affiliation if they write a letter oh, and right, so okay. we, that, we were actually called Adonis Fitness yeah the reason being is we couldn't call it CrossFit Lomavati because we didn't have the affiliation. Yeah. You know yourself, that's yeah. a whole nightmare yeah. if you're yeah. using it. And So we went with Adonis Fitness. We started a boot camp. I think we got about 30 to 40 signed up to the boot camp. Because um, it started in January, that's the main... You know yourself at yeah, that time, that's it's time year, yeah, you, you need to get out and had it. like So yeah. <coughs> I don't want to say we didn't really have to look for people because that, that sounds bad, but... I'm we advertise through Facebook. For, I, uh, like January time is when the time people want to yeah. do it anyway. So yeah. it was kind of there. So on the side, I ran what's called a weightlifting class. That's what it was CrossFit. It's exactly a CrossFit class. I just mm-hmm. couldn't call it CrossFit. And I never forget we had four people sign up there for the month of January. Um, and again, this goes back to the whole education around what is CrossFit. It's not out there, and what is weightlifting and everything else. So um, it just wasn't there yet in Limavati. So we called it the weightlifting class and we had like four members for it. And it ran maybe, I think it was twice a week just for at the start. But mm-hmm. the boot camp was the main the main thing that ran, right. which we still run now to this day. Right, yeah. okay. And so um, when did you finally leave your job? This goes back to like <laughs> kind of the conversation I was having the way I am. Like I, uh, nothing really bothers me. As long as my kids are okay and my wife's okay. Doesn't really. That's not. I don't mean it doesn't really matter, but like I don't stress. So mm. it was around March time, and I'll never forget it. Andy like stresses a lot. Yeah. And like he phoned <laughs> me one time. We we were up the. I think we were up the like. I think it was fifty members. I was like, so obviously we, we members. The things you don't, people don't realize is you do get messages all the time, and it's great. I love it. Mm. Like I love it. But like when you're working a forty hour week, mm-hmm. like so we used to have a class in the morning at six o'clock. We used to both do it because. Again, you're starting up your business. You both be there, learn from each other, get the experience. Because I'd never done these things before, and Andy had been with Fighting Fit with Jimmy Fox doing classes. Yes, he's been right. with. Uh, there's a few other ones like Tanya Young's doing spin classes mm. like, over years. Mm. So I was kind of learning off him as went along, just like getting a group together. But it, little did I know, I kind of knew how it worked anyway. Because again, going back to call center training environment, the 16 people standing, it's exactly the same. So like, it came to the March time, we had 50 members, and I remember getting a phone call and work and like. I was just at that time getting a lot because I wasn't seeing my kids. Yeah, my wife was getting in the neck because at the end of the day she worked as well, mm. but like she was running after kids because I'm trying to open up a business. So I was literally six o'clock in the morning going to the gym, getting shirt in the gym, heading straight to work, coming straight out of work to try and get down for the half five class. As soon as I got the half five class, that's you straight in there to ten o'clock at night, and that happened to Monday to Friday. Then the Saturday, what you're basically doing, you have a class on a Saturday as well, but you're trying to promote everything and you're trying to be there. People come and see you and so this this ran the whole time. So, like, obviously, three months, March, that's that's a long time to be doing that. Like, that's mm-hmm. a lot yeah, of strain. Ah, it is. And <coughs> do you know what? And I get a phone call and I was in work and Andy's like, look, we have 50 members now and I think maybe start thinking about going full time. He worked for the council and, like, nothing's ever better than what you have, but he, like, obviously, we council have a good pension and all this sort of stuff and... Like, I wasn't getting annoyed. I just hate drama, stress, and everything else. Mm. So I said, look, I'll ring you back in a minute. So when I hung up, I just went straight down to HR and said, look, I'm handing my notice. How long do I have to give? And the girl goes, what? She says, look, handing my notice. Because like, whenever I applied for the job, it was a new call center, and I applied for a trainer's job to open up the whole site. So, like, there was me and three trainers. Were, me and two trainers were the first in that whole building, and we set the whole place up. Like, HR weren't there at that time as well. 
So like I was a big character in the place, and I don't mean that in a bad way or a cocky way. It's just like you know, I've been there from the start. You made an impact. Every single person that came through and took calls, I trained them. Mm. You know, in some way, like you were, I know there's two other trainers, but you were in that group as well. Mm-hmm. So like uh, the girl sat down and just like chatting to me and what I was going through, and I says, "Look, the way I am, I don't want what I'm doing now to impact my job. I don't want you to be saying that I'm a mess about." Yes. I says, "Look, yeah, I'll come back here and I'll go on those calls if I need to." I just need to do this now. I said, look, how long do I have to give? She said, look, you have to give two weeks. I said, right, does it have to be two weeks? She says, look, it has to be two weeks. It just has to be two weeks. I said, look, can I take a week's holiday? And then <laughs> she was like, she's right, okay. I said, you can take a minute. I said, look, I'll tell you what it is. I'm like running through the mill here to get in here on time. I don't want to be late. Can I even take like the morning time to myself? Come in at 12. Because I didn't have a team at that time. So mm. I wasn't training anybody. So it's kind of, you're getting ready for the next team. You're not really doing structure like nine to five yeah, 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 like you yeah, go yeah, in maybe yeah. mess about mm. and have a coffee and mm. you're starting at 11 or mm. she's like look okay come in when you get sorted whatever so kind of that week and then a week uh helping out with a team and stuff so where i am they back i was like i've given me notice and what ah oh, we can't do that sir we can't do we won't uh, sir relax it's fine <laughs> so that was in the march 2016 and i think then like we were 50 members then and like what that meant was i could sit down who do we have what are, what are you struggling with like you know, mm. are you, you're not eating right. What, what do you want lost weight? So I could put more time into them, more yes. time into people that are paying me a m- monthly membership. I could say, right, what do you need? What's your goals? Mm. Sit down and do these things. And then next thing, like in a couple of months, I think we went up to 100 members. That's like crazy. Yeah. So you right, sir. Take the plunge. Let's go. <laughs> he said the end. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he did. He, like we, we both left, and like we haven't looked back since. And it's 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 an absolutely unbelievable experience. But it kind of just. <laughs> yeah it's, it's just it just was what it was like he was stressing out and I just don't do too well with stress man I just do you know what it, yeah, it is what it is like. and you and at the end of the day as you said you can always go back if it didn't yeah, it's like and I would do, I would go out liver and do so a plaster it doesn't bother uh, me yeah yeah it's money like yeah and so was there any um, times where you thought is this going to work as as having that mentality of you don't want to stress it, was mm-hmm. there times where you were kind of in a worrying phase or it is again straight I, I don't worry like it does like, don't get me wrong like I, look i don't worry but i mean <laughs> you do you do i would say my worry is like more i want to make this successful and like the the real fire is like i've got three kids who run here every day mm-hmm. and like i want to make this successful they say look like i'm my deathbed they are there's your, there's your business or mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. just work hard at it that's that would be my worry like at mm-hmm. the end of the day the only really worries I have in here is if I like people are paying me a membership every month mm-hmm. have I made them smile like am yeah, I doing things right by the people like and I don't mean yeah. pick an individual out and do what they want mm. like collectively say you have 100 members you've got to do right by 100 members not by one person so like mm-hmm. just have your stall set out from the start to do things right and like my understanding and my belief is if you do things right you don't have to promote yourself people mm-hmm. do it for you and that's mm-hmm. the kind of where I am and like a lot of stuff that I put up on social media is about what I do every day like yeah. I train hard and everything else but as opposed to like I'm the best PT coach in the world it's not really for me to say no. you know I let other people talk so yeah. my main worry is like the person that's paid me my membership every month have they got a good time Are for that month that's that's yeah that's, that's yeah. kind of the main thing yeah. like but like in business you can never say month on month what's going to happen and i just don't believe you should dwell on that mm. now i do believe you should understand what's going in what's going out everything else but i mean you shouldn't be where oh am i going to be in business next month because then that's going to eat away at you and then i'm lost in focus on 
the people here so just try and focus on them mm. if i can do that enough people will talk about it and yeah. you'll get enough people to come in that's kind of yeah. how i look at it that's the best sort of yeah. engagement so um apart from being a crossfitter the coach the daddy the husband is there anything else that you're working on outside of that um if you have any spare time yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, spare i know it's, it's kind of as i say i'm really really easy going that way i don't like i haven't been like doing anything like i don't i haven't been in a bar in about four years i would not go i just don't mm, go like my main sorry. downtime is just like do this chill out with the kids watch a movie like eventually what what would i like to do so like i have this sort of saying in here if you lead by example enough people will follow and what yeah. i mean by that is when i'm done and we'll say hang up the boots because the old football phrase but yeah. i would like to think that there's people in here can look at what a, what like and i haven't done really anything like i like i don't believe and when i say this like do what i've done i haven't done anything I yeah, just come every day yeah, 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 but like yeah. i believe if like emmett's out there now and he's training he just went through shoulder surgery he's like 18 years old um like that's a great age for this but i believe if i can inspire him to say right i'm gonna go up every day and work hard mm. now, if that takes him to where he wants to go mm-hmm. like if i can get enough people to sort of follow mm-hmm. then hopefully someday whenever i'm not doing this still doing crossfit but not doing it competitively mm-hmm. that i have enough people to focus on maybe t- in a coaching way and if that's online or anything else, it's probably the way I would like to go mm-hmm. eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's at the minute. Apart from this, I have no Nothing time. It's just so that. hard. Like, like I program classes every Sunday. I sit and do that on the computer mm-hmm. and like diets for people. And I don't call it diets. What what I say is more nutritional advice. Yes, um, yeah, I'm not yeah, a nutritionist. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. claim to be. But I know what works, and know it uh, doesn't work. Uh, it's pretty simple. So, um, apart like I don't really have time with the kids. And to do anything else. Yeah, it's kind of because I see I see you putting up uh, posts about your your son, and he's flipping, banging out handstand pushes. It's like his favorite movement. Again, I know. That's his favorite movement. It does like more than me. Yeah, <laughs> we we were we were training up in Berserk there. We were there last Friday. He was off, and he was buzzing because he got to go. Like, he did miss school one time and went training with me. He had a dentist appointment. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, he he loves it. Like, and um, again, it makes what I do really easy. Um, but his favorite movements: handstand push-ups. And mm. we were up, and we had to do a workout. It was eleven minute time cap, two thousand meter row, and then max handstand push-ups for us. Two thousand meter row, but like eight minutes, you're definitely done for a meal. Eight minutes, maybe yeah. nine minutes. So he was sitting, and you could see his wee face. Like he's only eleven, you could see him looking at him, and he's like, "No way, I'm doing two thousand meter row." And he was like, "Why?" He's like, I can't do a 2,000 metre row, it's too much. So he, we were, he wasn't, so he got him a bike erg and on 2,000 metres and his whole buzz was just getting on the handstand push-ups. So the 11 minutes he'd done a 2,000 metre bike erg and many handstand push-ups think he'd done. Mm, fuck, I don't know. Um, we'll throw it out there, what do you say? 30. 53. Shut up, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, it's just so funny because like, when you come into a gym and like, People don't know what handstand push up, just Google it and YouTube it and see and you'll you'll realise this is a skill in itself. Mm. But he loves it. He like is up in that wall the whole time and he just, just loves it. Yeah. Just loves it. And it's it's so good, man, for being a dad, like oh. to be able to have them in the gym and just being it's like uh like their second home, it's their oh, it's maybe crazy. den to go yeah. to. Like. like for me and like this teacher on the European Championships in January and uh I'll never I'll never forget it and it's absolutely nothing to do with the competition. I like it so my wife's there and there's actually like this is leading into the business kind of, like what I talk about like when I opened and, mm. like believing in the community and doing things right so like when I <laughs> I was doing the qualifiers for European Championships my first Masters competition like I didn't even know if I was going to qualify it's only 15 qualify so I was in here there was there was two workouts left and I think I was like in 8th something like that 
Mm. So it was fine. I was inside the qualifying spots and uh, I was in here one day. There was 25 people booked flights and hotel to go over to the competition they watch from in here. Mm. I was like, what? I haven't even qualified yet. <laughs> it's like, so like you look at the community side, it's crazy. <laughs> yes. So like I had these 25 people in the stand and like nowhere to lie, uh, the day of the competition, which was a Saturday, we stayed in the, the venue, which was a hotel. And my Bobby, like 11, my other wee boy, there's Callum as well, but he's a teenager, he's too cool to be seeing me his dad and mum at the minute. Like, oh so, right, okay. like I literally couldn't turn around because he was literally beside me the whole time. Right. So like the year before, I I had them over as well, but they weren't like norm up there. Um, so he was just carrying my bag and he came in the warm up area like and I mean he was there the whole time and like the, the finer details things you, like he's 11 years old he's been around CrossFit now for 3 years but like e- each workout I was in warming up like I was doing thrusters for one of them and he like the mats were here and I was on the mat and he was sitting there like I was on a rower he was sitting beside me so like these things that you, like I, I look at that and I remember the final workout and even now it's crazy but uh it was really close I tied for first so like the count back means I lost but like I never done this they won a competition but see you don't look up and you see them you're like even now it's like whoa this is crazy yeah, you're making an impact uh, and even yeah. like even holding back the tears and it's like this is really hard like this is this is what I do this for mm. but um, like he is <laughs> it's crazy it's, it's unbelievable what do like, you think he got out of it but just sitting there uh, with you and like it's it's hard to explain. Do you um, think he he's inspiring to like follow your footsteps? Type? Like, I, I I know he's my son, and people say I'm biased, and I don't mean this in a bad way. But I'll say this about anybody, and I know, and I'll say when people have it, and what I mean by that is like they have it in their head. I don't mean they have it; they're talented. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're the best skill I've ever it's seen. Hard work. He has it, and what I mean by that is like <clears throat> he has it. He was in here last year. Like I wasn't doing a competition then; I was just training every day. I used to take mornings. He came in here and done the quarter past five class. Got a shower. Stayed here. His mum, when he was taking orders to school, came in and lifted him and took him to school. He was nine years old. And like, yeah, it's nothing. Like, and I didn't get in and like shake him out of bed. I literally went in, tapped him on the cheek. Bobby getting up. I left him. Brushed my teeth. Downstairs, boil the kettle. There I was, standing beside me. St- changed everything else. So, like, for me, it's just, it's... It's just it's kind of lucky. Like if people say, I had I had my first child twenty two, Bobby at twenty four, and like th- no mistake, I wanted to have kids when I was young. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to see what I'd done at that time. I played mm-hmm. football. Now they see me do CrossFit, but like having him there was just like even all my kids is it's great. But having that, like he is just he is CrossFit. He yeah. loves it. Yeah. He's here every night. Like he comes in, does the class. Yeah. He will stay all night there unfinished, yeah. and he will talk to members like yeah. an adult. And what like the confidence he has gained from this is phenomenal. That's good, man. Like he's eleven, and I would probably say that he'll be coaching classes at fourteen or fifteen, <laughs> or when he can do the test. Yeah, that's just you know. But having yeah. him there, and like even my other kids there as well, it's just, it's it's really really like it's like whenever you're getting tight doing thrusters, sure it's all right. I wanted to ask like so whenever you are training, and this is another thing, your mindset. What mm. are you thinking about and what's driving you to be like we've touched a lot about it's kind of an eight in you to uh have that drive hard work and just be better every day but like since having a family and the kids are you is it kind of more do you have that side of you where oh i'm going to do this for the kids or or what what, is there anything else that's kind of pushing you on in your training and 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 the bad days oh I'm going to do this because of this or I always look at it and like I know everybody's different and I look at mindsets and look at the lo- amount of stuff now mental health is mind blowing mm. and I mean, what I mean by that is it's like 
everybody's suffering from mental health and they have issues and it's crazy that the amount of people out there have these these problems and you know and you can look at this a couple of ways and you can say do you know what that's like how can they think like this but that's kind of the worst thing the way they think at it but mm-hmm. like i look at it for me like when the easiest thing for me i think for people to do is give up and i know that sounds really bad but like if you do push that it's gonna hurt a wee bit mm-hmm. but at the end of it you'll it's, it's worth it like it's it's okay you know so like whenever i'm getting it tight and i always just think that in life in general you really don't know how easy you have it and like no matter what it is if you're walking about and you have no real issues you're getting it easy there's people there that have things going on that you don't even understand you know and like even when i look at my kids and stuff i just look at going thank god i'm not in your position now growing up because it's so hard it's so tough so like whenever i'm getting a tight in workouts i always just think and it kind of leads me back to the leader side of things and again i don't see myself as a leader but like people always talk to me about um gyms and does does this go on does that go on i always think that the people in your gym your gym is a whole thing that people go there will normally follow the leader they will do what they do so like if i give up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. everybody else give up and i think like other people can kind of motivate you Mm. as well and like you're doing it for the community of of what you've built here in the yeah. CrossFit Limavati, like, and um, that that's what I wanted to touch on is what the your what's going through your head, and so uh, that that is that leader and taking yeah. that responsibility for yourself to uh, inspire others. You you want to leave, we'll, qu- we'll call it a legacy, kinda. yeah. And like he he made an impact on my life type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for me, I think we're growing up at, at my age. I, I call it. The, I have a few people here went to school with me, and I call us the class of two thousand. It's just mm-hmm. a carry-on thing we do. Yeah. They're all older than me, by the way. They'll love me saying that, but um, they're not really. Uh, we, we, we had it here. We didn't have a tough, but we had a tough group. So, like, a few things happened. I remember back, uh, we were third year, and two of our mates we played football with, they were killed in the train accident in Grace Dale. That was our year group. And, like, I'll never, ever, ever forget that. And I don't think any of our close friends will as well, or even that year. Yeah. Like, Every school and second school, you have like a corridor where the first years go, the third years go. Our corridor was like, I'll say it's 400 meters long and you could hear a pin drop and all you could hear is tears and people just in tears mm-hmm. crying and we got so close from that. Like we got so, so like, and, and I know it's not really anything to do with training, but that's like a, like a thing that makes you kind of grow up. Do mm-hmm. you realize life's mm-hmm. hard? Mm-hmm. Like one of my close mates, uh, Peter Mitchell played for Leeds and I remember being at work one day and uh, I was just working and, I got a phone call from mum saying Peter had an accident, but I thought it was his dad. Not that it makes it any better, but it didn't really hit home as much. So mm. I come off the phone and he was in hospital and they were just saying he would probably never walk again. And one of the guys in work said to me, do you hear about wee Peter? I said, what do you mean? He goes, wee Peter in Leeds. And I said, what what happened? And then I, I realised it was him then. Exactly. I remember leaving work like in, like these things have all happened to your generation and you know you can look at it a couple of ways they say like it's, it's really really unfortunate but it also helps the group and helps the mind they understand you know what life is hard it's mm-hmm. so like when things get hard like how, how hard is their life mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. like peter comes in here and trains and he will never want you feeling sorry for him and i remember going to him every day in musgrave for six months the man never cried the man told me one day ah they're wrong i'm gonna walk again and like he left Musgrave after nine months a year we had driving test biceps bigger than anybody I've ever seen mm-hmm. able body then you're going wow like where is he today where does he he lives in Derry like he comes down mm-hmm. here but he, ah. he does like a 
he's actually now talking on he works for the PFA going around all the clubs in England about safe driving and everything else because that's yeah. what happened like right, so okay. but I mean stuff like that is kind of where it sits with me like what what drives you like all these wee factors yeah. like they play a they point ball, like they, 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 like they, they have a wee they point and they do like yeah, they yeah, really yeah. really yeah. do you know so um, and like it keeps you level headed as well and uh, that's kind of how it all works like all the wee things I look at I can look back in the Mull Cup thing I've talked about like the Demi and Paul thing the train accident with them two and like Peter thing and all these things growing up and stuff you just realise you know what your life's actually okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Whenever things are bad, you, like know, you have yeah. they have to click back into those things. Like you that, really do. You have to uh, you yeah. bring it back, and it, uh, it makes you really. And, like, and that's the thing when you look at like I look at the, the opportunities I have, and I look at what I'm doing. You can look at like whatever, but like my kids get to watch me do this. Mm. My kids get to see me like hopefully inspire people to do more. Like even like when I look at like what what inspires you, like you people coming in here who couldn't do like couldn't move, yeah. couldn't do a squat. They're now. I have a guy who runs Marshall House. I'm going to mention like, like John. He he's probably one of the best characters I've ever met. Didn't yeah. know him before again. Yeah, yeah. Like he couldn't do an air squat. Oh. A man can squat clean ninety kilos. Oh, yeah. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. Like and that sounds like nothing. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. For what he's doing is insane. Yeah, yeah. So like. That inspires and me. Yes, that that's, that's unbelievable. Yeah, that like, that inspires you. Oh my god! So it's, it's back and forth with oh the, 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 with you and the people who are coming to class, and then they're inspiring you. Unbelievable! And, well. and people look yeah. at that as well, and they're saying, "Ah, oh, but it's all right for you doing this." I say, honestly, like seeing you, like people hate running. They can't. They tell you they can't run. They yeah, physically yeah, can't yeah. run. Like, and some people might be overweight or whatever else, and that's fine. Yeah. You then turn around two months later and they're in classes regularly and they run 800 metres without stop and you're going, yeah. holy God, like what? That is unreal. Yeah. But they, they're like, ah, but no, that is on. Forget about all the other stuff. Yes. That is unbelievable. Focus on the ones. Ah, unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, you know, so these wee things are all there and they all play a part in everything. But again, the things you don't realise is life's hard. Uh, and it, it it's all those wee things yeah. that shaped you. That's awesome, man. Um again i'm just going to double check um we might take a wee break here just so um and we'll be back in a wee second i want to talk about um you're competing in europe and going to australia here yep. as well all right so back again take three i want to take this quick uh this a little bit of time to talk about uh the next sponsor or affiliate is jack Flight Club. Um, it's a UK leading cheap flight finding membership service. All right, it has over eight hundred thousand members, and they're saving. It's not just a few quid on flights, as a typical average saving on a return flight is maybe over a four hundred per ticket. All right, just some examples. Now, these examples that may have passed. So, just to take into consideration, these are just examples that would have went through an email. So. For example, London to Tokyo was £248, and these are return flights. Um, maybe you have a friend over in Melbourne. There's a flight from Birmingham to Melbourne for £441. Um, that's return as well. So, I mean, this is a great... Uh, it's They've even got an app so that you can get uh, that hands-on membership whenever you want. Um, they're receiving fantastic feedback from all the members, so... And they were advertised in the Times, Daily Telegraph, Daily Mail, Independent. I mean, um, go check them out. It is an affiliate link that I have in the description. So if you just click on that there, I'll get a little bit of money um, for that. 
so I would really appreciate it. it'll just help grow the podcast and everything as well so um, hopefully you find that information um, helpful and it'll help you get away this summer uh, somewhere nice and warm back to the podcast So uh, we've touched on a lot of stuff, talking about your family, the business side of things, where you got started. And I want to finish off a really a wee bit about you're competing. Like um, you've you've been to Europe um, and you're obviously going now to Australia. I want you to tell me a little bit more about that and what you're doing to um, uh, fund yourself to get out there and t- yeah. tell everybody a bit about that. Yeah. So... Uh, First of all, the European Championships, um, it, it was last year, was my first one, 2017, and it was in the RX category. I remember qualifying in, I think it was 90 people went to qualified in 75th. Um, and like, the thing people don't realise when you're competing and stuff, you put a lot of pressure on yourself. Mm. And like, I suppose if, I, I say I don't stress about anything, I don't, but like, the, the main worry is like, I don't want to let anybody down. And like, and I, my, my kids were there, and my wife was there watching me and stuff. And like the main thing, I don't want to let them down. Like I don't want to. I don't care about making a fool of myself. I make a fool of myself every day in a good way. Like, but uh, like I just don't want to disappoint. And so, like, I'd done a few competitions before this, and you're always worried about the leaderboard and where are you sitting. And mm. you were crap at that workout. That was really bad. And and I, and I remember sitting on the Friday night, and I, and I was talking to my wife about it, and she was like, "Are you nervous?" And I says, "Like, do you know what? I am. I." I said, "But I'm, I'm not nervous about what I should be nervous about." She's like, "What do you mean? It's just." I just don't know. I just like it, it's just weird. It's just I don't want to let anybody down, and like I just want to do my best because there's a lot of people from Northern Ireland over as well. Yeah, like I'm older than everybody else too. Like I was 34 years old, like and you know, like I still think I'm 21. Like I still think I should be beating people at 20 and 21, which yeah. I can. Like I don't, yeah, 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 but yeah. I mean, yeah. I just said to her, I said, you know what, I'm gonna go out tomorrow and I'm gonna have the best ace crack I've ever yeah. had. Yeah, and I swear to God, I am not gonna look at the workout. Or the the leaderboard once, yeah. and I didn't, and like, and I remember getting there, and like these people are telling me what the workouts are, like nobody's supposed to know, and I was told every single workout, like, how you know what? Mm-hmm. So it was Fran was first up, and I was like, oh my god, I don't believe this. Like Fran's just like one of the ones you do in the gym on your own, you yeah. lie on the floor, feel sorry for yourself, yeah. You don't do like five workouts after, yeah. Like, oh my days, I'm gonna be last here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna last. So I go out and do Fran. It was like two twelve. And I remember finishing. Yeah. I was like, "These boys are still going." Uh-huh. I was like, "I done well there." <laughs> it's like, pretty cool. It's like I wasn't last. Uh-huh. So I was already done that. Fine. Walked in, got my stuff, seen the kids, smiled, and like normally when you finish Fran, you're like coughing. I was like, I can believe how I'm not going to say fresh, but how it didn't mess me up. Yeah. In that way. So then they announced the next workout, and it was a triple hand clean. And this is kind of where things have need to and have changed a lot for me so if i look at a barbell workout in my head i look at people they're beating me and this kind of comes back to my frame i'm small mm. so like the triple hand clean i was looking around going hmm, strength workout you're you're doomed you're doomed and i remember like my hand clean at that time was 132 and a half so I remember warming up in the warm-up area, all the boys there, Mickey Smith and Eamon, they're like, what are you going to do here? And like, I don't play mind games at all. Yeah. So I was in the warm-up area, 110, I was warming up, I said, like, I'd be buzzing me 120. So I was all right, 120. So I'm out, 120 on the bar, done it. Uh-huh. Standing, looked up. 
throw on 130. And the girl's like, what? I said, throw on 130. We'll give it a go. So, put on the 130. Missed the first one. Like, oh, no. Come on, you get done. Triple hand clean at 130. Yes. And I was like, wow. And I remember, like, just the... It's actually my profile picture. You'll see me with a barbell. I'm standing up and I'm yeah, roaring yeah, my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where that? I couldn't do that now. I don't think yeah, I could do. Honestly, yeah, I don't think yeah, I could do that now. Yeah. And uh, I remember sitting back and all these people were coming out and they were like getting one twenty two and a half and one twenty. I was like, oh my god, this is mental. Yeah. So like all these things happened and I turned around then all day and done all these workouts and looked around then at the end and I I finished fourteenth. And I was joint with Mickey Smith of the highest Irish athlete there, and I, I just couldn't believe. It. Like Mickey Smith's going to the games this year, like it's, it's unreal. Like I couldn't believe it, and I, like I didn't. I don't think I should beat anybody, but that kind of led me to this year in the European Championships, which is my first Masters event. Um, and that's kind of where the hype came from. And what I mean the hype, I don't mean for myself. It's like I don't ever see myself as doing well at anything. I'll, I'll work really, really hard at everything, but like I don't follow where I'm at how things are going and the qualifiers and stuff I just do it see what happens yeah. and like sometimes you might have that's, to do it again depending on if yeah. you're outside to see if you've got a wee chance but like the guys were falling that's how the 25 people end up going so like uh, it kind of led into that and like I'm not I, I knew I was going to do well at Masters and what I mean by that is like you're cutting out a big field mm-hmm. I was doing okay at RX so like you're cutting out a big field there to go into Masters like you're still good Masters about as well you still have to work hard, but I, I knew by cutting a lot of people out, I have a chance of doing well. 15 only went as well, so mm-hmm. that was kind of the burning. And then the, the, the better you do as well, and that's kind of where it's kind of strange for me doing CrossFit is when I started doing CrossFit, I was the guy in the corner with my bag that nobody spoke to. And <laughs> like you know, yeah, and that's really weird. Yeah. Now when you go to a competition, people are coming to you, what are you going to do in this one? How are you going to break it up? And it's like... And they're looking for maybe that you're like, well, secret like you, formula. And maybe from Poland. And you're going, <laughs> how do you... Like, whatever. So, And it kind of happened in the European Championships as well. The first workout came out and uh, it was snatch. And like, my snatch is 100 kilos, which is unreal. It's not competitive. It, like, it's never going to win a competition wad, but it's unreal. When Doubt hit me 100, buzzing, didn't PB, but got what it like it's just one of ones i got it mm-hmm. same thing again there's we me in my corner with me snacks and bobby with me go up to the family sit down chill out next workout comes out and um i think i, I won the next workout overall i got so the rx and the masters as well next thing i was going out for the next one and I was like, oh mickey how's it going and this guy's from England. i was like oh, what's the crack and i had to actually wait they lifted his name board to see who this guy was mm-hmm. so like you kind of get your name out there a wee bit more and stuff so the 25 people being there and the support I got for that kind of led on to a few things that were happening. Um, and then doing well on that kind of leads into the Open. You're looking at the Open then going, you know what, you could probably do well here. Um, so I signed up to, which every crossword I think done from here, signed up to the Irish leaderboard in the right, Open. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and this time, uh, I actually had a competition last year, which was at Inter- International Functional Fitness Federation in uh, Birmingham. So that was for the RX division as well. Um, and the guy, Andy, that works along with that committee, he had been telling me, even in the European Championships, that there, w- there was stuff coming up. So then after the European Championships, doing well on that, um, I still be in contact with Andy as well, and he told me about the Australia thing might be happening. So I was like, oh, it'd be unbelievable, like, you know, and be a great achievement. And That was this year? Was yeah, this year, yeah, yeah, just this year past, and it'd be an unbelievable achievement if I could get there and everything else. He says, "Well, like if you win the Open in the Masters category in Ireland, then you sort of pick yourself." Like, 
Yeah. Like, right, okay. So that's the goal. Just do that and see what happens. So that happened and the Australia thing happens and then it's kind of, you sit back and you think, right, I have to fund this all myself. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. how do you do that? So I have a few things happening. Like I have t-shirts on sale, through box clothing. Um, a few things happening around. We local businesses and stuff have came forward and like, you know, so they've all came forward, which I'll mention in a wee while. But uh, it's just looking at ways now to fund that trip and see yeah. what happens. And, and uh, again, it's not like... It's a championship. It's like a it's world. It's, it's basically... So like... So for people who don't know. Yeah. The, ga- the games is there. The games is the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. To me and to everybody in this federation, this is probably going to be bigger than the games for Masters. The reason being is when the Masters and the games, only 10 people get to go. Right. And this international federation, they're looking to get this federation to the Olympics. So why this came about was oh, basically man. from 30 on, they're basically saying is it takes 10 years for the Olympics to happen, committees and everything mm-hmm. else. The 30 on, they're going to miss that opportunity. So they put this on as like, it's not the Olympics but they put it on as a big event because they're basically saying is like this is your event because you're really going to miss out on the opportunity to go to the Olympics if it comes up in 10 years because you're probably going to be too old okay so uh, this is how it came up and as I say with this coming up and everything else it's kind of you look at it and saying there's only 10 people go to the games like that's I'll never rule it out will I go I don't know I'll work hard I'll do my best mm. um, if it doesn't happen though I look at this and say it's probably bigger in a way of like you could have one masters from every country in the world go to Australia and compete so like when I look at raising money I'm not just going out there to say could you sponsor me 10 pounds I'm going to Australia it's like for me personally I know I can do well you know I look back at all the competitions I've ever qualified for and I'll never say I struggle to qualify but you just about qualify when I get to a competition I'll always do well you can look at that in a few ways which we'll not talk about but um, like getting there I know I'm, I'm going there not for a holiday I'm going to compete yeah. and, 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 and that's kind of where like people are saying to me about put this out for GoFundMe page for, and, and I'm, I'm not reluctant I'm going to do it it's just I want to do it right and what I mean by that is that I just don't want it to be like give me 10 pounds and I'm going to Australia you know I don't want it to be about that I want it yeah. to sort of if I can help impact people here as well, me doing what I'm doing out there, I don't know how to do that at the minute. I don't know how that works, but like, if I could do what what I'm doing again, looks I I would hope to say to somebody or somebody looks at it, going, I could do that as well, or yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah. You, know, you probably set a foundation for I, people rather than here, holy or that's people look. At, I don't want it to people look at it like it's not the holy for me to be honest. Yeah. It's a chance to do well yeah. in an international competition. And you know what? That's something I said to you. I think there's a lot of talent in, oh. in Ireland and, and in Derry, sorry, I would say, as well. Like We're not even talking about CrossFit or athletes or bodybuilders. We're oh, talking right. about singers. We're talking about... Do you know what I mean? Everybody. Yeah. And I think this is one reason why I wanted to do this yeah. is to kind of get that out there and, and let people um, give them the voice, that a platform to kind of talk about what they're doing. Mm. So, um, no, like doing what you're doing and going to Australia is probably going to impact massively back oh, here yeah. as well yeah. and give somebody that inspiration. Well, I can do that. Yeah. Look, Jesus, he's from Limavada. Sure, mm. for fuck's sake. Oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I remember <laughs> starting back training at the time I was in Evolve and I remember going, to, I went to RVLC, the local legislature at the time as well. Yeah. And I remember going in and I got the guy to do my upper strength program. And I remember on the strength program as well as bench, you know, you have to bench like to look good. Uh, it was five <laughs> sets of three pull-ups. I couldn't do it. I physically couldn't do it. Shit. And I remember going home that week and my arms were like this. I couldn't straighten my arms for mm. about a week. Mm. And I, I remember you get the wee bench that you put up for the weight. They add the weight. You yeah, like, yeah, take yeah. the weight off your body. Yeah. I had to put that out to finish my five sets of three. Yeah. So like people always say to me, it's okay for you. How many pull-ups do you do now? 
Uh, my record is 60. What? That's Kipling, though. <laughs> I've, done, uh, I've done, like, I think I've done 25 plus strict before. That's insane. Yeah, so, but again, like, back in the of old days, that's what we're talking about. That's all we've yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. now give me a snatch back then. There's a picture of me on Facebook trying to do an overhead squat, I think, with 20 kilos, and you would swear that somebody has kicked me in the mid-region. <laughs> I look in pain. And pain, oh, yes. and pain. Been there. So, like, you know, when I look at these things, it is, like, it is honestly surreal like about the mm. things that are happening now because I started this because I wanted to train hard I knew yeah. I had more I, I could be fitter I didn't do this to say I'm going to go and do this to beat everybody and nah, I'm going to go to this competition and yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. so like when I look at it's the things now that have, are happening and like some of the people that I've watched and crossed with before like I've trained with them and stuff, I'm going this is crazy mm. you know but I think you've got the right mentality for yeah. it. Like you, like that mentality of I'm going out to beat. Like mm. you went to that competition and you, you basically had a mindset. I'm just going to enjoy it. Yeah. And that's when magic sort of happens. Yeah. Is like whenever you go out and you just enjoy it and you're loose, you're f- you just ha- don't have that yeah. uh, stress on yourself. Like things just happen. Yeah. So that's that's. That's and and good. sport in general, I suppose, growing up as well. Yeah. And you can call this stupidity on my part. You can say whatever it is, but I don't know anybody. Mm. What I mean by that is like whenever I. W- go back to football days doing preseason. I didn't do that to be better than, because this boy here is good, I need to be better than him. Yeah. Like even, you know, competing for places in the team, I never once trained to be better than Shimmy who played right back with me. Mm. I was never, so like, I remember going up to matches and stuff. Yourself. I Like, I remember going to matches and stuff and say you were playing against Crusaders who were in that time as well. You're like, no, I'll tell you a better story. We were going to play Coke and uh, why this is relevant is your guy plays for Northern Ireland now. Dallas, Stuart Dallas, played for Coke at the time. He's okay. a young fella. Okay. And I remember getting up in the car with the manager. He's like, this boy Stuart Dallas plays and you're going to play on your game. They mark him. And I remember thinking, who is he on about? Mm. I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm. And I remember playing the first half. And I remember at halftime turning around, who, who's the boy he's talking about? I didn't know. I still didn't uh, know. Uh, so uh, like, uh, I didn't dwell on other people yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. where that carries well into this. And it happens so much in CrossFit, I think a lot of people training is like, you know, I need to be as good as him or mm. like, I You're not saying that to everybody smart either. You're just no, genuine. You didn't I have a no, clue. It's, it's not, it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah, an yeah, obnoxious yeah, way. I yeah, don't yeah, mean yeah, that. Yeah, they yeah. even turn up to the CrossFit competition. Yeah. I remember going to the European Championships here and Big Albert <laughs> down south was texting me saying, oh, this guy's good. And he's giving me his name. I said, sir, who is it? Uh, I don't even know who that is. Uh, you're just focused on yourself yeah. more than like, the fact that... In all walks of life, right? If somebody can run 100 metres in 8 seconds and you run it in 15, you're never gonna ever going to beat them. Mm. You're never going to compete with them. Mm. But you can be better overall so like if somebody can lift 300 kilos and you lift 150 and the workout is a deadlift you're not going to win that yeah your that. mindset needs to understand that yeah. look that's okay mm. move on mm. let's try and do mm. well in the next one mm. the next one the next one yeah. like if you dwell on how much people yeah. are better than you at one thing then you're just going to eat yourself up Fun and you're not going to concentrate on what you need to concentrate on yeah so like the good thing i suppose coming back to crossfit is you don't have to be the best at everything you just need to be good at everything yes you know and that's kind of how or even you can be average at everything as so well. So when do you go or what's, what's the plan? Uh, as, uh, as I say, looking at my life now, talking this, you probably understand, I haven't even anything booked yet. Um, but I go in October, the competition is on the 25th and 26th. Um, the big thing for me, to be honest, and this is the, this is kind of where my head space is at the minute. Like, So my wife's definitely coming. Mm-hmm. But like for me, um, I'm looking at ways of financing myself, of the, mm-hmm. the kids coming, because like, that's that's who I do this for, and like having them there is like, that would be the pinnacle. But I just don't know if it's possible. Yeah. And uh, 
like the thing is in Australia, like the two day competition, I can't just land on a plane after thirty six hours. Yeah. Jump into their heat in the summer and do a competition. Yeah. I'll, I'll die. Yeah, yeah. Literally. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just looking at ways of like what do I need to get there. Um, how how do I make it possible for my kids to come and. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that are outside of training, outside of things I probably should be focusing on. But, um, but I'm going October. Who's going? I don't know. Whereabouts in Australia? Uh the Gold Coast. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, as I say, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's a massive planning thing ahead, and it's something that will be out there if you keep an eye out. There will be opportunities to sponsor me for a t-shirt, like. And again, going back to, it, I just don't want people to hand me money. Say here, t- look, even if. if you do, like buy a t-shirt yeah yeah you yeah. know that kind yeah, of way it's yeah, kind yeah. of it's it'll, it'll you get a t-shirt you'll get it and it helps yeah, me yeah, in that yeah. kind of way so that's the kind of things i want to look at doing i don't want, just want to be oh he's going here and just give him a, i don't want it to be about that that's not yeah. who i am it's yeah. like even people have contacted me about doing a night at the races yeah and i've just said no because it's just not me it's just not how i i just don't i don't want to say i don't believe in it because it has its has its place but it's just not me i'm not going to go out and do something that's just not me i want it all to be relevant um mm. And it's just planning those things the minute because, again, people in here are so good. They're telling me things to do and everything else. And it's just like, I just want it to be right. I just don't uh, want it to be uh, everything, you know. So You'll I'll, get there. We will. Uh, it's just take there, time. Man. Um, just for the last, like, it's it's a, it's awesome that you actually get the opportunity to go out there and compete. And I hope you do really well mm-hmm. and stuff. And um, I'll keep in contact, see how that yeah. fundraising and all is yeah. going. But we'll mention the sponsors and stuff at the very end mm-hmm. so that uh, we can get them mentioned. But lastly, for the last five, ten minutes, I just want to know where you're getting all your learning and development. What are you learning off? Who are you following? What audio books, books? Uh, is there, what do, what, what do you, where are you getting the information to kind of develop yeah. yourself? Main thing for develop myself is, uh, I suppose, I used to listen to a lot of Ben Bergeron back. I, don't, yeah. I haven't listened to him now in a while, to be honest, yeah, but it's yeah. just more about the coaching side of things, business mm. side of things, like how, like basically doing one thing excellently, the, the yeah. best you could be at this one thing. So um, that, w- that would kind of be the main thing I had been listening to this last little while. Um, you're chasing always excellence. Uh, chasing excellence. Okay. You, but you're always learning, like you're always picking things up. Yeah. So I would never say that learning wise what, what who am i who am i looking at not really one individual mm-hmm. it's kind of a collective thing like so yeah. the good thing with crossfit is um from a business side from a coaching side from helping others is when you go to different crossfit boxes you pick so much up like you'll see that being over in, in new zealand you'll probably pick so much up there when you come back to dairy maybe aren't in place there or mm-hmm. they don't even know it or mm-hmm. everything else so these be things you put into practice um so it's kind of just understanding the fact that you'll never know everything and don't oh, claim yeah. to know everything. Uh, you're always learning. But yeah. you should always be open your eyes to say that I yeah. can pick so much up here. Right. You know, even going to a competition and taking away the comp- the competitive side, it's like looking at the coaches backstage with athletes, like what are they doing? How are they warming up? Yeah. Why are they warming up the guy? Like, you know, so the big thing for me is understanding collectively as a whole now um, how I can better myself to help better others then like down the line. Whenever right. I'm not competing and stuff like yeah. that, like I think I will be more focused on being a coach and being the best coach that it can be and stuff that's kind of but like as I say I'm, I'm a really strange you're type just of character like you're I just learning from yeah. what you see in your environment like I'm not I'm not a reader like, like right the, 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 that's the, why I love audible audible uh, well even at that like even you know. the only books I've ever read is like a biography Roy Keane Alex Ferguson the people that would inspire me I would yeah. read that yeah. and it's not 
Like I would, I wouldn't read. Story. I have to watch movies. Movies is I couldn't read the book. Like Harry Potter must be a brilliant books. I couldn't read it. Yeah, Even, couldn't listen to it. I just couldn't do it. But like these stories of people's lives, like yeah. really, really touched me in a way. It's like it's 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 really hard to explain. Um, <coughs> like even like on Netflix, I would sit and watch like the Whitney Houston story. Right, and you're just like these things always have a thing. I don't know what it is or why, and it does motivate me. And I don't know how or why or anything else. Success, thing crazy. But then you look at her like her life and the drug side of it, and her wee kid growing up in that. Next thing she dies, and you're going, wow, this Mm. is crazy, Mm -hmm. you know. And my my whole view at the minute, um, and the route I would like to go down is the whole helping people, and what I mean by that is the mental health side of things, and like don't beat around the bush i don't go out there i would love to use my social media for a way to put this out there but the drugs that are around the alcohol that gets abused and all these wee things i think that route and fitness there's a point to play here i don't know what that is at the minute um even with mental health i I just think there's a connection there somewhere that's the kind of things i'm looking at and i'm always thinking how do i connect this how and this like this is what people need to realize this isn't for a money thing for me this is not about making money but i think that like my life the way I live it and everything I do, yet yeah, it's the way it is. But I do genuinely think that exercise, mental health, mm. addiction, drugs, everything else. There's a key here. There's a there's a role they play. It's mm-hmm. just how it gets out there because mm. it's it's a mindset that has to change collectively. Like you can, you can talk about all the things that happen in the world and a, a negative value. Um, I just think there's so much positivity that comes out of this. Like. Aye. When and you go I to can a gym, put you in touch with like somebody to yeah. get involved with the liquor left. So. You know, and, and that's that's <laughs> the kind. It's kind of just that. It's just kind of the understanding of it and getting your name out there yeah. and trying to help people as such. But yeah. like the the one thing that I know about a gym is nobody cares about your race, your religion, your background. Mm. You just come in, mm-hmm. you high five, you work out, you hug, you, you talk about how bad it was, you leave. <laughs> you know, and and yeah. like where else do you get it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I think there's a connection there somewhere. I don't know yeah. what it is. So that's kind of where I'm learning from at the minute. Everybody. Like I'm learning from you. Yeah, uh, yeah, like I pick yeah. up on things from everybody. So yeah. I'm okay. not really focusing on one person at the okay. minute. But down the road, I will be more sort of one-dimensional and yes. where I want to go. Yeah. But at the minute, it's kind of... That's cool. Like I'm only four years in. I'm still learning myself. So that's cool. Yeah. That's grand. Um, sounds good. Looking back, is there anything you would change or do differently? Um, or anything that you would have learnt that you would say do you know what do that instead just in the last couple of months yeah um, there's, there's, a, there's loads of things in like training or business doesn't um, business wise to be honest uh, I think there's always things you can do better you know you look at things and maybe things didn't work or that didn't work or you could always do that wee bit better um, training Every day is a, every day is a school day and just work hard. Yeah, work hard. Like every day, get up every day and remember that. Mm. Like every day I get up at half four, it is tough. But like, life's tough. You just get up, get on with yeah. it, and get a sweat up, and it's finished. Once you exercise, you feel better. Yeah, that's, that's, like that's kind of brings like you back. Yeah, yeah, it is. And the, you know, the hard the harder you work, like I do believe that if you work hard enough, there will be a reward. I oh. don't know what that is. Yeah. I have no idea, but I just believe, and no matter what you do, lose the muscles. <laughs> yeah, well, that's one way to look at it. But like you see these people going to work and they hate it, and you're going, "What are you doing?" But okay. man, it's it's like a perspective too, yeah. and how like people like I'm a, I'm just going to say like uh, people go to work and doesn't matter what they're doing, they're going to complain. Yeah, you know, yeah, man, yeah. it's that's just it's just a mentality. And I'd like to kind of see people like I I work with people and they say, "Oh, I'm going to go to this different place because you get an extra twenty pound a week for doing this," and I was like. Oh. 
come on, you know, if you you work thirty seven hours, if you re- use two of those hours in the yeah. evening, even to chop wood and sell yeah. wood, you'd make an extra two hundred and fifty pound yeah. a month rather than an extra twenty pound a week and probably lose the weight that you need to lose yeah. to <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, and like it's just been people have the wild yeah. bad mentality narrow mentality, just uh the two so conversations that spring to my mind about this and this again is mind blowing. Mm. I'll give you two conversations. One of them was a guy in the call centre that I worked in, I was training this person. So like training lasts for two weeks, then you're on the calls for three weeks, so it's a five week period where the business doesn't get paid for people to be here. So it cost each person. Now these teams were anywhere from 20 to 30 people in a room. Mm. Each one person cost the company £5,000 to train them for mm. that five weeks, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't get that money back off the... So we were working for Sky at that time. We were a contractor. So this guy was two weeks in his training. Put his hand up. Mickey, can I speak to you a minute outside, please? Uh, no problem. Yeah, come on out. Um, I'm going to quit next week. Well, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to go off in the sick and I probably went back for a long time. I said, like, how, how do you know you're going to go off in the sick? He goes, I get £10 more going off in the sick than I do in the door. So the reason I started was to be here long enough to go off in the sick to get me £10 more. And I was like, Serious. wow. I said, you oh really man. going off? People know how to work a system. £10 more. I don't even know what you get in the door. I'll say £80. <laughs> £80. She's so getting £90 a week or uh, two weeks. Yeah. And like this this job was paying, I'd say it got to £200 a week uh, to talk to people on the phone. Uh, and he was going off in the sick. Uh, uh, Wow, uh, I was just like, uh, it's just so people's like, mentality. I shared a post on Facebook yesterday, actually uh, about it was actually CrossFit Twenty put up. Don't know if you've seen it. it. Was like about the rates of PTs and what you're paying yeah, and everything else. The yeah. timing is in it and stuff. Yeah. And it's really good if anybody wants to go and read it. But it kind of brought me around to that mindset. It's just mm-hmm. mind blown, mm-hmm. mind blown. But nah. yeah. um, man, I think we've got a lot of good coverage and what you're doing and and stuff. So just to finally. Uh, this to you a finish i just want you to mention uh the things that you're doing forest radio how you're making money yeah. the sponsors your shout outs and uh we'll just do a wee finish off if that's okay yeah cool Good uh on. for me so obviously going into australia um there is going to be a few fundraising things that i'm going to be doing down the line so if you cool. keep an eye out in the social media networks you'll see it um box clothing who have helped me immensely you can still buy a t-shirt on there as well like it's a uh, boxclothing.ie isn't it it's a southern one um mm. My family, my wife, my kids, and my business partner, Andy, who works hard as well with me, um, all the members that I have, and then the sponsors, obviously, coming forward from, like, out of their goodwill, which is unbelievable, is Ronan Keeley at Ronan Keeley Carpets, um, John Howe at Marshall House, and then Peter Cannon as well. Again, if anybody else would like to sponsor, advertise their business, we have things in here that we can help with as well, so. Fantastic. Really and where can people find you and your business? Uh, on social media you can find us on Facebook so Michael Walsh myself and CrossFit Limavati is our page and then on Instagram also CrossFit Limavati and then Michael Walsh on that as well it's Walshy and 1983 yeah bro okay sir that's been awesome great to sit down with you and have a chat about everything Um, hope everything goes well but uh, we'll be in touch thank Thank you you everybody for listening thank you ciao Bye -bye. bye